I don't know if you guys feel like you get your best ideas either in the middle of the night or in the shower. I feel like I need to have my phone on record while I'm in the shower at any given time so I can just like scream out my ideas because it's like the two minutes between me showering and having these great ideas and getting out of the shower, I've already forgotten that. Hey CEOs, welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman Show. I'm your host, Christy Bowie, and I am so excited to announce that this is our second solo episode. You guys liked the first one so much that I'm coming back for more. Going forward, you can probably expect about one a month unless I get a little crazy and decide to do more. So I'm really excited to finally get the opportunity to update you on everything that's been going on in the community. I feel like when I have guests, we get to talk and learn from guests, which is awesome, but I don't get to talk to you guys and you don't know what's going on in my life. So I'm gonna be using these once a month-ish episodes to really update you on me and the things I'm thinking and feeling and going on in my life because I think that a lot of you will be able to relate to my personal journey. So just a few updates for you right now. If you haven't already, don't forget to join the free business owners community. We have a Geneva group that is completely free and full of other business owners just like you. It's a great place for you to ask each other questions, push your offers, get some feedback from me or just another business owner or just find some friendship because I have seen how powerful that can be as a business owner. The second thing is make sure you are subscribed to our texts. That way you will get updates for every single episode that drops straight from me to your phone. And all you do is you click that update and you pull the episode up while you're driving on your way to work or on your way to the grocery store, whatever you do on Thursday mornings at 8.30 a.m. You will get that text immediately so you will know when our episodes drop. I know none of you are paying attention at the moment. And honestly, I don't know the number off the top of my head. So I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes below. So you guys, what we are talking about today is something that's been requested. Obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, you should. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I like to pull my audience to kind of see what you guys are wanting from me, how you're feeling, and the consensus of what you guys wanted from me for this solo episode was an episode just on my feelings after not quite a full year in business, just what I have learned this year being in business. If you guys don't know, I just started my own business in April. I'm doing what I've been doing for years and years, but I went out independently in April. And while I'm not facing necessarily the learning curve of learning what I do, I am learning how to do it as a business owner and going through the thoughts and feelings and emotions that come up when you are in charge of your own self and your own schedule and your own income. And so I just wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about the things that I've noticed. So I will give you a disclaimer. I did not prepare at all for this episode. Um, I want it to come off authentically. Also, I wasn't planning on recording it today, but then, you know, I had the studio. I was feeling good. So here we are. So none of this is in any particular order. We're just going to talk about the things that I have realized or come to know after eight, I guess, months in business in no particular order. So starting with the first thing that I think was like a real revelation 
after being a business owner, and I know this is like so dumb and people are like, yeah, duh, Christy, like everybody says that, but like confidence is the number one thing that is going to impact your business. If you are not confident in what you are selling and offering and how you feel about your offers, don't even bother selling them because I tracked my sales conversions for a while when I was just going through like a couple months, not even, that's dramatic, a half a month of feeling unsure and unconfident about my offers. And you guys, I don't even think I wanted to like sell myself. I would get on the phone. I'd be like, I don't know if you want to work with me. I don't know how great I am right now, which is so silly because like, I know I am absolutely phenomenal at what I do, but sometimes we just get into our heads about how much value is this providing? Like for me, the thing I do for clients is just like very naturally ingrained into my head. And so day in, day out, it's like naturally what I do. And so I forget that this doesn't come naturally to other people and it provides a lot of value, which is probably how other people feel too. But it's like, if someone who was a very creative soul came to me and was like, I just don't know, you know, I think anybody could do what I do. I'm like, heck no, like that is not how my brain works. So understanding that like what you provide has a value and like taking some time to do the introspective work of what is this value and like, why am I proud of it? Because for me, when I'm able to feel confident, it's because I know I'm providing a service worth having, right? I want every single one of my clients to feel taken care of and feel like their relationship with me is one of the most important in their lives because truly I am a strategic partner to them. I am an advisor on, you know, business and financial aspects and that's important. And so I need to feel that I am proud. Wow. You guys, I'm talking so fast. I literally need to take a breath because this is just like all flowing out right now. But for me, it was just like learning to feel proud and confident in what I had to offer and to not sell, like to sit down and do the introspective work. Like if I don't feel good, why? Yes. Part of confidence is like fake it till you make it and learning to be confident. But if you sit down and you say like, why am I not confident in this right now? For me, it was because I didn't necessarily have the systems in place to get my clients through like a full year, right? Like I could onboard them and I could do a few things for them. But after that, I was like, um, I don't have the systems in process because for me, I haven't been through a full year with clients and being like the type A like planner person I am, I would freak out and be like, oh my gosh, what do I do when we get eight, 10, 12 months out? And this is like a new place for me as a business owner. So I kind of had to sit down with myself and be like, hey, you are going to figure this out so that you can feel better, so that you can feel more confident, so that you can sell your offers because that's what we're here for, right? Like we are growing a business and your confidence is like the number one most important thing as well as having a plan to make that confidence, especially for me. I know that sometimes like when people told me that I would roll my eyes and be like, okay, that's cool. Like how do I magically decide to be confident one day? Because I don't just like wake up and roll out of bed and be like, yes, today's the day that I be confident. I like, I literally wish, but that's just not how it works. And so for me, it was finding the things that proved that confidence to me. So making a plan, and this is exactly the same thing that happens with a lot of my clients is making a plan to show me that it is possible making a plan to say, Hey, I have the backup to support how I'm feeling. 
And this kind of correlates to a conversation. I'm drifting a little bit, but hey, it's my show. That's what I get to do. The second thing that I'm kind of going to drift into a little bit is the concept of like an abundance mindset. And I hate that terminology because I feel like it's used like very woo-woo in like just adopt an abundance mindset. And you're like, "Hmm, again, can't just roll out of bed and do that. But really like having this mindset that like anything is possible and like let's prove to ourselves that it is. Because I've learned that when I'm like, okay, this is my goal and it's really little, then I'm like, okay, cool. Like what, what's the point? I don't know. I don't know how to put this into words. Maybe you guys feel the same way, but it's like, if my goal or if my thought is like, this is the most possible I could reach and I'm like close to being there, where's the growth in the future, right? Like I want to have a mindset and belief that like the growth is infinite and exponential for my business and for the clients I serve and all of that. And so anyway, again, I just drifted off on a different path, but talking about the idea of like having a mindset of like literally anything is possible. I think Kate put it really, really well in like her first episode. She was like, be delusional, like literally be delusional, delusional about what you want to happen. Because even if that one thing doesn't occur, even if you don't achieve that, if you are working for the farthest, most crazy thing possible, then you are headed in the right direction. And anything that happens along the way that you get there is still going to be pushing you in the right direction. So I think I like that term a little bit more than abundance mindset, but like be delusional about what your success could be. Because by saying, you know, hey, and I don't like throwing financial goals at things, but like this is just arbitrary numbers. But like saying, okay, like 10K goals is my my goal or 10K months, words are very hard today. 10K months is my goal. But then looking at that and being like, almost like, is that the end all be all? Like, why am I saying that that's my goal? And again, I don't like, that was just an easy example to say financially. And I feel like a lot of these are like not coming out very eloquently. So I hope you guys are relating to the words I'm saying, but really just like I guess being delusional, I'll quote Kate on that one, be delusional, I can't say that word, delusional about the things you think can happen. So I did write some little notes for myself. I don't know if you guys feel like you get your best ideas either in the middle of the night or in the shower. I feel like I need to have my phone on record while I'm in the shower at any given time so I can just like scream out my ideas because it's like the two minutes between me showering And having these great ideas and getting out of the shower, I've already forgotten them. Same with like when I'm sleeping. So I did whip out my phone in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I need to say these things on the podcast. So I do have a few notes. The next thing that I have realized in my first kind of year, I'm going to say my calendar year of business is you guys, social media and like the perception of success is a lie. Like, you have no idea, even people lie on social media, like that's not like unknown, but the perception of like how successful people are 
and the reality is very, very uncorrelated. And I would almost say it's like oppositely correlated because there are some people who feel like they need to prove something and you're kind of like, well, do you like feel like you need to prove it because like it's not true? But it's so easy to look at social media and web presence and even like not just social presence, but like your perception of someone, where they are, how successful you think they are, and like the actual financial reality. Because we are kind of told the idea, I feel like it's really focused on social media lately. It's like, oh, you can get a lot of followers, you can have a big business, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sure we've all heard about that girl who had like 4 million followers and couldn't sell a shirt. So it's like the perception of how well someone is doing might not be the reality. And to me, finally coming to terms with that was like such a relief and being like, no, I actually have no idea how well these people are doing. I'm not five bajillion steps behind necessarily. I don't know, but like what they're portraying on social media could be absolutely false or what they're portraying the image that I'm given of them. Like the perfect example. And like, I'll just totally expose myself here is like, I have people and I will like pat myself on the back here. I do feel like I've done a pretty good job of like giving myself a relevant and somewhat authoritative and professional social presence. So people believe I am extremely established, which I am in my career, but not necessarily in this business. And so I literally have people reaching out to me and they're like, do you have capacity for one more client? Like, are you full? And I'm like, no, like I've been operating for eight months. Like I am not full. Um, but people have this perception that, and they've made it up in their minds and it is very, very far from reality. Like you guys, I, I'm going to get 15 plus more of you on my books in 2023. And then we'll, we'll start to be a little full then, but it's just the idea of people create this own perception and reality. And it's just absolutely not true. So I know we all say like social media is toxic. And I feel like a lot of the things I'm going to say today are things that people say over and over again. And it's like one of those things that you just have to experience to actually know and understand. But again, I'm hoping some of you relate to these thoughts and ideas that I've been having. So let's see the next thing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have really, really, really struggled with how much freedom I have now. And this is so funny because I am learning that as much as I don't want to have a schedule, I freaking need it. Like me, I just don't get anything done if I don't have like a very regimented schedule. And I always envisioned entrepreneurship being like, cool, I can roll out of bed, go work at a coffee shop. Then I can go run errands in the middle of the day. And then I can get the rest of my work done and my clients are going to be awesome and not need anything from me after hours. And then I go to bed with a full wallet. <laughs> like you guys, I guess that's like the delusional thing that we're supposed to envision. But first off, like Christy, why would you be able to go to work at a coffee shop and hang out with your friends when all your other friends have corporate jobs? Like that is problem number one. Like just, I, I was like, yeah, everybody, all my friends will hang out and will work. But it's like, no, your friends have corporate jobs. Um, nobody else has this schedule that you have. Secondly, for me, not having a level of like accountability to be like, be up at this time, be in this office, be focused. Don't be sitting in your house, walking to the refrigerator every five seconds because like 
I'm also very curious how much weight I've put on working from home because I just eat when I'm bored. So that's something we're going to get over very soon. But learning that for me, I need a schedule. And that almost correlates to the idea that I think I'm not someone, and I don't think any of us really are. Like if you're a business owner, I don't think you can be this way, but like I don't thrive in a state of comfort. And that sounds so funny, but when you think about people who just constantly want to be challenged, right? Like you need a challenge to feel like you are, I don't know, like progressing in your life. And I I don't mean that in like a way that you always have to be doing something because that's absolutely not true. And you can take a break, but allowing myself to just get comfortable and content, I think has been a little, I don't want to say toxic for me. I feel like I don't have the right words to express everything I'm feeling today. So I hope you guys are just like with me and like, you know, vibing with it. I don't know. None of these words are like exactly right. But I feel like allowing myself to get into a state of comfort has just not been good for for me and my business because I'm to the point right now. And like, mind you, we're at the end of December. It is it's cold outside. It's close to the holidays. Like part of this is probably also just like a holiday thing, but where I'm like, "Mm, I'll roll out of bed at whatever time I want. I'm not going to pre-plan my workout classes. I'll go when I feel like, um, I kind of stopped planning out my day, like all of these things, because like theoretically I can do that. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but then I just kind of like feel like crap. Like I'm just kind of sitting there. Like I didn't wake up early. I didn't get dressed. Oh my gosh, for me, that's something I need to do. Get dressed. And like, this is so random, but like put on shoes to work. I don't ask me why, but it works. Also, I literally just lost my train of thought. Oh, get dressed, put on shoes. I need to like sit in front of my computer, have designated tasks, have designated break times. Otherwise I snack all day and don't eat lunch. Anyway, this has turned into a long tangent, but I am someone who needs a schedule and needs routine. And it's a lot easier to not do that. And it's a lot easier to be comfortable because I can technically roll out of bed every morning, put on my robe, have my cup of coffee and just like lounge in front of my computer. But for me, and I'm not saying this is like the wrong thing, like for you, maybe you're a very productive human like that. I'm not. And I've known that about myself since we started work from home and COVID and just like not done anything about it. But for me, I need to get out of the house. I need to have that separation and accountability. So I will probably go back to a co-working space. I used to have a co-working space and then guess what? I got lazy. Um, I have go back to a co-working space in the new year. And then for me, this has actually really changed my perception of where I see my business going. And previously I was kind of like, yeah, as I grow my business, I can hire like remote staff and that's really cool. And we can be anywhere and like, I can just grow infinitely and like, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of like people working remotely and like, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, I'm against that, like blah, blah, blah. But it had, I've come to the realization that to me and to the company I'm building, it is going to be important to have a team local to me and have the ability to meet in a common room and like talk and share ideas because For me, I think that's where a lot of the learning comes from is sharing ideas and sharing thoughts, right? The the hardest thing about being technically solo, I guess, is 
it's only my thoughts. And that's why I love doing this podcast because I get to talk to so many guests that really just open my mind up to the other possibilities. But knowing that I value so much that co-working, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word. And so for me, that has really, really shifted my thought of like, now I'm thinking, hey, when I start hiring, I kind of want to hire people who are in the city I'm in. And maybe we don't go into an office every single day together, but like two days a week, we have a little space that we meet up and we talk through things. And I have that accountability of like, hey, you are in charge of this team who is going to be in this location. And like, I think, I I don't want to misspeak here because this is just me and my impression, but I think a lot of people need a schedule and need the support of a structured day a lot more than they realize, but it's not comfortable. And we allow ourselves to get into a place of comfort. And I think that's where we stop growing like momentously. Like you can grow in a place of comfort in little increments, but I don't know, just pushing yourself into something that is not comfortable and easy. Like Lord knows I don't want to wake up and get dressed every day and go to an office, but like I think that's what I need. Anyway, back on the tangent of like, this has really, really changed my impression for where I see my business going. So I am really, really excited with this new clarity and vision and confidence. Look at this, guys, that I have about the future of where my business is going to go. And on that note, like, it's okay to change your mind as you realize these things. Because had you asked me, like, Honestly, had you asked me, this is so funny, had you asked me in the first few weeks of like me owning my business, I would have been like, I don't want employees. That's terrifying. Like, and then I looked back and I was like, well, you've had another business and you had employees and you mentor your clients on how to have employees and you like, you know how to do all this. And I think that's something that is so, so special about the way I serve and relate to my clients is like, I go through the exact same things they do. And I know, like, even though I'm a numbers person, I'm like, I know what the numbers tell me. Like, the emotion is always there. And I'm going through that just like all of my clients. So, you guys, I can totally relate to everything you are going through and all those emotions. But anyway, if you asked me in the first few weeks, I would have been like, (laughs) no. Like, I can build a pretty decent business on my own, not have to worry about employees, make enough to live, and, like, just live a chill life and move on. Which, first of all, like, there is nothing wrong with that if that is you. And I very, very quickly realized, like I just said, I am someone who needs a challenge. I, if I get into a place of comfort, like, I will just stay there and not grow and progress. And if I wasn't, like, 27 years old, I'd be like, yeah, sure, like, let's call it. We're good. Like, we don't need to grow and progress anymore. But I'm like, no, like, I have so much more growth and life and places to go and things to learn. And that I just started to realize like, no, Chrissy, like you wouldn't, you're not the kind of person that would be happy just having a one person business that you've scaled as far as you possibly can with one person. You're always going to want more and more and more and more. And I, I think, and I hope that this is something you listeners relate to because there's just like that inherent pull, I think, in some of us who are just meant to be entrepreneurs. And this is something I talked about with Mary as well on our previous episode 
about like the thought of not reaching something I could potentially do just feels detrimental to me. And I think that's a huge sign that you're meant to be an entrepreneur. So I know I'm not the only one with this feeling of like, no, I wouldn't be content if I just sat here and like did as good as I could with me. And like, again, I just want to clarify, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that's the right thing for you, for me, it's not. And I think for a lot of people, it's not. Also on a completely unrelated note, you guys, I'm sitting here with a giant Starbucks drink in front of me because I don't, I've like minimized my Starbucks days other than podcast days. If I'm doing a podcast day, your girl goes in Starbucks line, we get the drive through and we go to the studio. It's, it's a whole vibe up in here doing a podcast day with me, but I literally forget where I'm going. Oh, it's like not good. So I'm not as caffeinated as I need to be. So I'm sorry. I feel, I feel like we're still feeling pretty social today. Something I think a lot of you guys don't actually know about me is like, I'm pretty introverted. I, being able to have a podcast is a massive, massive step for me. And I think that goes back to the confidence step of like, I've been able to say like, yeah, I know what I'm doing and it would be a disservice if I didn't advise people and I didn't have this podcast, like not living up to my potential. But anyway, yeah, I'm actually like a relatively big introvert. My idea of like a great night, I could do like a weekend, like one night, go out to dinner, maybe a few drinks with friends. And then the next night, like I'm going to be at home with like a little cheese board watching a movie. Like the whole business owner thing, has really pushed me to be more socially extroverted. I don't think you can change like what you are inherently and I'm no expert on this, but like your introvert extrovert thing is like what gives you energy. And I don't, I don't know, like there are times when hanging out with people gives me energy, but not extended. So anyway, yes, I am a much bigger introvert than I think anybody ever realizes. I'm just really good at putting on a show, <laughs> which again, I kind of said, you never actually know what is going on with people. So anyway, if you meet me in real life, um, I'm like, I swear I'm social, but I won't like, I won't like go up to people and initiate conversations. I don't know. Just a fun fact about me. Anyway, getting off track, of course, the next thing I have really learned this year is, and this is going to be a little bit more of like a concrete thing from me and my business. I am not doing low ticket offers anymore. There is a bunch of advice out there on like who you can serve, how you can make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. It should be low ticket, high ticket, whatever. For me, I think at heart, like I'm inherently like a servant. Like I want to provide my clients the best experience possible. And sometimes that is they sign up for my lowest ticket offer, which is fine. Like if that's what's right for them. And I feel the need to provide them more and more and more and more. And I break my own boundaries of like, Christy, like, yes, you could do that for them, but that's a paid service that they're not paying you to do. And that's really, really hard for me when I know I could make a huge difference in someone's life to not kind of break my own boundaries of like, this is what they signed up for. But really learning that it doesn't work well for me to have a, either a transactional like one-off relationship I will get into that. I will do a few of those, but it doesn't really serve me to have a relationship that is 
is not deep because I give and give and give. And when I am serving my low ticket offers at a high ticket offer service level, for me, that is going to limit my income because I'm spending way more time on clients who aren't paying me to do these things. And so I am really shifting my business into no or very few low ticket offers. And if there are low ticket offers, they are going to start to be more passive. So what I anticipate in the next few months, hopefully is I, I have had a lot of requests from you guys for like just a one-off consultation of like, what do I need to do for taxes? Like, how do I set this up? All that, like answering your questions. And that is something I really want to set up, um, for that like having someone who isn't quite ready for my ongoing services yet, but just wants some questions answered. I want to set up like a VIP day type thing. Maybe there'll be one that's like just answering your questions. And the second one, like I have like a structure and a system set up for like going through your whole financials. And it's like all the things you didn't even know you needed. So you wouldn't ask in like our question time. But anyway, I digress again. But if you guys, if that's something you're looking for, I will be having that in the next few months. And so stay tuned for that. But anyway, back to my realization of learning who I am as a human being and learning that I am such a servant and I want deep relationships with my clients. The relationships for low ticket offers and like the, the money I was getting for the work I was doing that was completely fault to me did not work for me. So over the next, I don't know, I feel like I've already kind of done it. You'll see me transition into a little bit more of like, we're only focusing on retainer offers minus that like one VIP day or question session, still working that out. And then it's going to be like high touch containers because I think for me, I need a transformative service for clients and not that low ticket offers can't be transformative, but I just need like, I need to know you and your dog and your best friend's name. And I like want to cultivate, cultivate that relationship that I can know you on such a deep level that I can serve you on such a deep level because that is where my heart is in this business. And so that is really the biggest realization, like concrete, I think, realization that I've had this year about my business and learning who I am and what serves me. And then the last thing I really want to hit on in this episode, because Lord knows we are all feeling the same way. Like, I'm not even going to say I hope you're feeling the same way. I know you're feeling the same way, is it is just so important to build a community of people who are going through the exact same thing as you. And I'm literally about to film an entire other solo episode on basically this whole topic, but like other people who aren't going through it don't understand. And that impacts your personal life life in ways that can't be predicted, I think. So finding people who are also business owners who are, I would say like the full gambit of the spectrum, right? So people who are well ahead of you, who you can learn from because that's super important, but also people who are like growing with you because if you are only working or only surrounding yourself with people who are like five stages ahead of you, you guys can't relate to each other's problems in the same way as someone who is like getting there with you. And 
not that there's not like concrete information that is useful from that relationship, but it's just like the emotional component. I think, I don't think I said this in my realizations, but I guess that's part of this one is like the emotion of owning a business is 10 times more than I thought it would be. And interestingly enough, it is not money. The big thing people are always like, oh, it's stressful to own a business because money, like you don't know how much money you're making, you don't know how much you're taking home. Like maybe it's just because I'm a money person and like literally, of course, have it all planned out. But like money has never been the biggest stressor for me. It's been some emotional component of like, can I trust myself? I don't have people who are going through the same thing as me. Like, and those are the things that kill your confidence and push you back into those situations where you're like, I can't sell because I don't believe in myself and I don't have friends going through the same thing. Nobody knows what I'm going through. And then you like spiral, like just imagine this like big death spiral into like hitting rock bottom. That was so dramatic. But like, and then how do you pull yourself out of that? So surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same thing and not just people who you're like, oh, well, they just had like 15 successes today. Now, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm feeling like a failure. So surround yourself with people who are at the exact same stage as you and you can learn and grow together. And then also once you're ready, like be a mentor for people who are coming up after you. I think that's super important too. So just building that community that you can get thoughts from, you can bounce ideas off of, you can cry to, oh my gosh, you guys, Instagram, DM me, get my phone number, whatever. Call me, cry. I don't care. I'll do the same to you because Lord knows that happens quite a bit. But just have people who like can understand and aren't like, yeah, like what's the word? Like empathetic instead of sympathetic. I think that's the one. It's like they actually know what you're feeling. I may have totally messed that up. But yes, community. I'm going to plug it again. We have a community for this podcast. You can find me in there literally every day. I will answer your questions. I will cry with you. I will celebrate with you because those are also very, very important things like celebrating the milestones, being proud of what we've accomplished and also acknowledging that like it's okay to not feel good every day. Literally, I can't tell you the full spectrum of emotions that I feel when I wake up as a business owner. And it's like, it's like nothing I've ever felt before. Oh my gosh, I wasn't, I was literally about to be like, oh, we're done. But I had one more thought. The, the other thing that I've realized, and this whole episode is just like mm, all over the place. If you're not watching on video, you have no idea what I just did. But the other thing I've realized is we like the world taught us all wrong. That sounds so dramatic, but I have had to unlearn so many things that I thought were like truths of the world. Like if you asked me, I was like, yeah, as a job, having a having a job or whatever, you you wake up early, you maybe go to the gym, you start work at least by 9 a.m., if not earlier, and then you work until you're done, and then you do the rest of the things at the end of the day, and then, like, you're, you're good. But why? Like, I, that's not how I work best. My dream day, and I think I've said this on other episodes, but, like, I love, I, I don't love waking up early. I like, well, this maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things of like getting out of comfort, but also maybe it's one of those things. See, there's still things I have to learn about myself, but maybe it's one of those things that I, I just genuinely don't function best in the morning. But I know about me that I function well late at night. So it's like, 
why? Like, why? Wh- who says I have to work starting at nine or eight or whatever that looks like? And who says I can't work at 10 p.m. to midnight because I love doing that? So unlearning everything that were like almost definitive truths of the world. And even now I've been, what, eight, nine math months? <laughs> I don't know. I, I always have to do the math on like when the episode is going to release versus when I'm recording it. So that I promise I, I'm great at math. It's just there are little things that come in. Anyway, even now I feel like weird and guilty some days. Like some days I, I don't have anything to do at like 2 p.m. And I'm like, call it. I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a good day. We don't have anything else to do. Like why do we keep working? The idea that because it's still the quote unquote work day, we have to keep working is so stupid and so ingrained in us. And I'll go on a walk in the morning, like sometimes at like 10 a.m. And I genuinely, like my heart beats faster. Like I'm genuinely anxious about the fact that like I'm not working. And I think this kind of comes from like my corporate days when it was like, I would work really, really long hours. So every now and then I would like step out and go on a walk or go on, you know, do some exercise because like that's what you need to do when you work crazy hours. But I would always feel anxious. Like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to ping me and they'll realize I'm not online and whatever. But just unlearning the things that like I always thought were definitive truths of the world. And it's like, nobody freaking cares. Like you could not work Wednesday. You cannot work you can work Sunday. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So that has been, again, that's a mental thing, like just getting over that. So with that, I'm trying to keep my episodes a little bit shorter for you guys lately. And obviously I didn't do a good job. I was really worried. I wouldn't have that much to say, but like, here we are 38 minutes later rambling on. So with that, we are going to close out this episode I like love solo episodes. Maybe, maybe we'll do them two times a month if like I'm feeling super crazy um, and you guys let me know you want them. So with that, I have so appreciated our time today. Like you guys know, I don't take getting, this sounds weird, getting to be in your ear. I don't take you listening to me like just casually. Like I so, so appreciate having this time with you and getting to connect. And if you haven't connected with me on social media and like, let me know, reach out, say, I'm listening to the podcast. I relate to this so much. Like let's connect in real virtual or real life. If you live in Dallas, let's connect. But I so, so appreciate and let me know what you guys want to hear next. And I can't wait to keep chatting with you. I'll see you next week. CEOs. Thank you.